0: How you Can't doing? I hope you're doing well. This is Spiritual Counselor Sean Thomas Villamana and I've got a an episode right now. Uh, it's pretty graphic actually. There's so, many. this is an explicit show. If you are a minor, please get the fuck out of here. Read the labels next time. Actually, that's uh, kind of a thing. Kind I'm of an The show, up. and it's gonna get hardcore. <laughs> it will definitely get hardcore. So I hope we all gain some awareness and a higher understanding of ourselves from it. I've got a tiny little mic I'm using. It's so cool. If you look at the picture. Uh, yeah, yeah. The episode I put it up there. It's a little as tiny microphone, like, and I got it off Wish. They got some cool stuff. I've been buying stuff off Wish like crazy, and it's fun. <laughs> Things are so cheap. I got like a suit for like twenty bucks. I got shoes, nice dress shoes for like ten bucks. Anyways, yeah, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I figured I would play, you know my friend came through a couple days back We were just driving along and we started Restyling, no I'm kidding we were, we were spitting our written raps, but uh, I Wanted to play some of that for you right, Here we go My phone is being a, a, a weenie right now Okay, now we're going, we're good We're good, All right. good. <laughs> Last time
1: there's
0: no there's no mistakes no right no nope. it is no time mistakes. to
1: time. finally I don't believe in. in just embrace what has been forsaken mistakes. inside is your fire is the was now bring to life this world you have a stake and finally woke up from the deepest sleep of my life stopped fighting my heart and manifesting my strife always thought I knew who I was and what I believed really that was nothing more than just what I perceived reality nothing more than what I choose to make who I am was just waiting for me to reach out and take it But it's more than just having knowledge up in my mind Surrendered my belief, tapped it to the divine But surrendered to me didn't come easy and clean Lost people I love, hurt at the core of my being But I flipped the frame, created strength for my pain Now I don't play the game and get more of the same The demon within me is what I had to tame No need to destroy, just Driving in the same lane Had to realize peace wouldn't come from the fight Just turn my hindsight to the light of insight. It is time to of this finally side. awaken. Just embrace what has been forsaken. Inside is your father.
0: It's called to tomorrow as time keeps flying in bed lying. Thinking about the week, I'm never getting any sleep Forgetting lessons, I should keep Memory gets tossed in a long-lost folder Steadily remembering the day's less gray More fun, less and more wounds Today's much colder, deleted in my mind around the corner As it's only getting older, barely getting by Spending all of my life like it was something they buy I need cash to survive, so I full blast hustle Nine to five, that ain't shit to my struggle So I put on the change, done, move the rubble Cost cars for days, crack whip, shifts double Straight to the grave for this born ass crime Take my resume so I can offer my life. Yo, fuck that bullshit. I can phrase this bitch like it was lots. Slowly the kills us song due time. I ain't about that. It's you about that? Try live my life free. How about that? Yeah.
1: Time to finally up. How about and that? started to wake up out of the dream things were not as they seemed i was no longer a fiend started pulling the veil away from my eyes saw myself in everyone i looked behind the disguise the more i saw the light the more i wanted to know when no one around me really wanted to grow so hard to stop myself shining my light seeing everyone's fear that was controlling their life the more i tried to show them what they could not see the more they just rejected all their fear onto me the loved ones told me I was manic and but I knew in my heart I didn't need no pill. I had to stop showing what they weren't ready to see. I'm living my own light and let others just be. So I choose to shine my light through the love of my songs. Wanna escape the dark and follow along. It is time to along. finally you have awaken. a mind to stay on Isaac's dreams. Just you know. embrace what has been
0: forsaken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. that, that was sexy. Uh, that, that was so sexy. That, was sexy. that that was sexy. That was very sexy. I I dug the heck out of that. That was dope. And yeah, no, uh, that was a good day. That was cool. That was ideal dialect for you. He is a new age. Well, we should call it the new new age, right? New, new age rapper, bringing some uh, awareness to the rap scene. And that's good, because the hip-hop scene is getting a little bland with its, uh... Ugh, ugh, let's not even talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, the the hip-hop scene needs change, very much. Very much. And, uh, yeah, it was a good day. We went, drove out into the hills and the mountains, and we saw his old, his old, uh... Well, I guess you could say his mother from another, and... Uh yeah, very much so. And Alma was her name. Um, but she was a very very cool person. She goes around, uh, doing um, I think it's called an ashram. And uh, yeah, she's won a Nobel Peace Award. Um, she's helped, you know, different countries out and like helped a lot of people out in India and uh, planted like many acres of uh fruit trees and. Uh, built hospitals, all kinds of cool stuff. And that's a thing that you don't really hear about on the news. I think I talked about that last time, but I mean, when do you ever hear about that stuff, right? Nobody, I I never hear about that stuff on the news, you know? Why is that not talked about? Why? I don't like that. I think it should be talked about. And um, that's why nobody's out helping each other, because nobody sees it, right, you know? I remember when I tried to start my movement, uh, Oh God, it was bad because nobody was down. And like, whenever, like I talked about it, people would be like, Oh, that's, I, I didn't even see it as a factor or think about it, but people were like, I guess, uh, judging me for it. as though I was bragging about helping people. Uh, like, it's like, uh, what is that in the Bible? Right. You don't like, uh, you don't go do something, right? Just to like try to show off, and it's like, well, I mean, of course, I'm not trying to show off. I'm trying to get people to freaking join, join in, you know, and do it too. But, you know, I guess uh, any excuse, any excuse we can uh, muster for ourselves, that way we don't have to think about that kind of stuff or feel any uh, feel any responsibility towards the things that we're not doing should do i think so otherwise we got no reason to complain about the you know atrocities in the world really it's basically like choosing right you know it is really anyways uh that's not too much here but it's there (laughs) right uh This episode, actually, it's about a very, 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 very hardcore topic. I guess I'll start it off with saying my own uh, efforts into the mix. Well, when I was a kid, right, I was really young, maybe like seven or eight or something. Somebody that I knew from the neighborhood, uh, well, you know, she was an older chick, and I didn't think of terms of chick, but, you know, she was a friend, I was older, right, and she approached me one day and was in the backyard and all, and, you know, she just kind of, like, told me what to do, and she said it would be cool, you know, and remember her saying specifically, uh, I always remember this. Uh, she said, it's okay. My dad said, it's okay. Okay. And yeah, um, I was just, a kid. I didn't give a fuck. I mean, like, uh, what was going on? Like I, uh, I, I ran around naked, just polite, right? You know, I was a kid. I ran around naked most of the time anyways, or not most of the time, but a lot. You know, I was a kid and, um, I just take off my pads and whatnot, and I remember now. I could, I do know that the mind tends to fabricate uh, memories. Every time we look back to a memory, the brain actually reworks it. It's a way the mind uh, tries to uh, basically like save a memory. Is that you have to remember the memory in order to keep it. But every time you do, it changes it a little bit. You know, it works it around so that way it uh, fits other things. So this could be, you know, just an illusion in my mind. But I seem to remember, you know, her father, um, the other side of the fence slash bushes um, recording. (laughs) <laughs> with the camera, you know, and yeah, so I guess technically I'm a, that was a, that was a child porn, you know, years later, uh, I remember the cops were over there at their pad and, you know, I was a little kid and I was dumb, I didn't know anything and I had barely remembered or connected any dots, so like. I asked her like, "What happened? What's going on?" She's just silent. Years, years later, I put the dots together, and I was like, "Oh, oh." So I guess technically, I'm a porn star. <laughs> you know, I laugh about it It's <laughs> like, you know, I mean, okay, here's the thing, right? You know, I would talk about that, okay And I learned that. Through my teenage years, my older teen, you know, uh, later teenage years, that when I talk about it, people would always say, "Oh, I'm sorry," oh, that's, you know, they get all like really like shocked and like freaked out about it, yeah. And then what happened when what started to happen for me? I didn't realize at the time myself or my own emotions or my own mind or how it worked, but i would I was accepting that and taking it in and um and assimilating that you know that kind of judgment that kind of idea of the meaning of the moment right, and I would start to feel like it was like a scar like it was like traumatizing for me or some shit you know like it was horrible, and i would uh every now and then I'd bring up the story again, and the more it unfolded, the more like I started to feel like. I was like a freak or some shit. And then one day, I don't know, I was telling the story. And I realized in the story that, because every time I would feel a little bit weird in my heart, you know, like just off. You know, feeling bad about myself for it. And then I, I realized like, wait a second. Like when I was a kid, like, that, I didn't... I wasn't phased at all. Like, <laughs> I had fun. <laughs> Shit. You know, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, dude recorded. Like, I, I, did I give a fuck then? No. Why should I give a fuck now? Right? And then that became kind of, like, an freeing thing. Like, I was kind of... Uh, I was free from the impositions of the meanings applied to things because... The meanings were applied um, obtusely anyways, you know. People were making, uh, they, you know, people's in people's minds, they were saying and thinking whatever the fuck they wanted to, and their emotions based on what they, uh, you know, felt about it, you know, and projected onto me were what I had accepted as meaning, and it was meaningless, really, So you see, like, when I look back at it now, like, I can do it from a place of more or less, uh, I I guess let's just say it's authenticity. Honest to the self, right? Because, I mean, like, it was only truly the impositions from others about the meaning that made me feel like I was damaged or scarred. And the truth is, there was no damage or scar. It was a game I played in my head, because I accepted the game other people played in their heads, and it was just a fucking game. <laughs> None of the fucking, any trauma shit happened. Like, you no, know, like the bad guy, he never touched me. You know, he stayed on the other side of the fence. Uh, fucking... Yeah, so let's fast forward, let's fast forward all the way in time, to today. So if we're on Reddit, and I never go on Reddit, because Reddit is like, oh, it's Reddit, right? There was a post I came across in uh, Relationship Advice Community, (laughs) and this is a hardcore post. Very hardcore post. I'd like to read it for you. If you're willing, it's a long one, and I'll probably make little stops here and there. Okay. So the title goes I am in love with the teacher who sexually abused me as a child. Could this become a functional relationship? How do I find the strength to break it off? She's a woman, age of 23 now. Okay, so here we go. She says, Hi friends, I'm pretty new to Reddit, and I'm unsure if this is the best place to be asking this, but I'm making this post as a genuine call for help. I wanted to include as much detail of my situation as possible. In case you guys pick up on anything I've missed, Any advice is more than welcome. I'm a girl, by the way. Not sure if that will change the situation at all, though. This is going to be a little graphic and or triggering for some readers, so please proceed with caution. It's going to be long, so TLDR at the end. It started when I was 12. I was enrolled in prestige performing arts school, and during my orientation, I was introduced to an experienced and well-loved teacher who we will call Ernest. We got along really well, and I was excited to begin classes with him. I had been very nervous up until this point, but he made me feel at home. I've never known his exact age, but he must have been in his early 30s when we met. Class began the following week, and nothing out of the ordinary really happened was learning a lot and I was confident that I was where I belonged. I found myself looking forward to Ernest's classes more than other lessons, and due to finding out about some of the amazing musicals he'd worked on, I wanted nothing more than to impress him. It didn't take long before we started becoming quite close, and we began to get to know each other's interests outside of our mutual love of the performing arts. I was close to 13 when I realized I had a crush on him, and I was very obvious about it. I would touch him slash his arm at any chance I got, and made blatant attempts to keep our conversations going as long as possible. I would do my dance steps wrong on purpose, in hopes of him physically correcting me. At some point, I started hanging back after class for extra assignment help. and He always seemed extremely keen to assist He started asking me questions that weren't related to my work and our conversations became pretty deep as I opened up about how alone I felt due to a sick family member soaking up a lot of my family's love and energy. One of these afternoons, I had sat myself on his lap while we were talking, and I didn't seem to bother him, so I did this a few afternoons in a row. One evening in particular, he was speaking very closely to my ear. I don't know if it was his breath on my neck or his hand on my waist that drove me to do this, but being the besotted and hormonal preteen I was, I turned around on his lap and kissed him. And he kissed back. This happened a few times over the following fortnight. Pretty soon, our afternoon kisses became sexual. Everything was over the clothes at this point and more frequent. I had been 13 for a couple of months when it started getting more serious and we would organize to meet up outside of class and he would show me different ways on how he could make me feel good and vice versa. I hadn't ever thought that what I was letting him do was wrong because I wanted him to do it. I was horny as fuck and had the most popular and attractive teacher at my mercy. I would have been crazy not to agree. There were a few times he would push me into doing something I wasn't sure on, or was a little rough or forceful if I changed my mind on something. He would start sleeping with other women to make me jealous, or to provoke me into working harder to impress him. But for the most part, I never saw any of it as abuse. For the next two years, we would hang out outside of class and talk about our lives, dreams, and passions and bonded over our shared obsession for Shakespeare. Sometimes these outings ended up something sexual, but most of the time we were just best friends hanging out. At this stage, my parents were going through a divorce, and Ernest helped me through it. He had become the most important person in my life, and I was obsessed with him. (coughs) Excuse me. I was 15 when my class and I were flown interstate to tour some of our nation's greatest theaters and film studios. The teachers each got their own room, and every night I would meet Ernest in his. It was the first time I ever shared a bed with him, and it was intimate and special. I felt mature and adult, and he always treated me as equal. At 16, the rumors that had been circulating around the classroom made it home to one of the parents, and we were quickly brought in for questioning. I always knew our relationship would get us in trouble, but it never occurred to me how illegal it was. To me, it was exciting and risky and forbidden. We were like Romeo and Juliet. We went to court, and of course we denied everything. It wasn't enough as there must have been proof in our text messages or on security footage to at least show some level of intimacy. In the end, he was jailed for a couple of years for grooming. I was devastated, and I had completely blamed myself for not doing my best in protecting him. By the time he was released, I had been in a serious relationship with the boy my own age for a few years. We agreed that zero contact was probably for the best. Fast forward to a few months ago, At the age of 23, I stumbled across a document on Netflix about a little girl who was whisked away by an adult she trusted. And during their time together was manipulated into falling deeply in love with the man. I was instantly brought back to my years with Ernest. And for the first time in my life, I realized how wrong and disgusting our relationship had been. But it wasn't abuse. It was always consensual, and I was never beaten or threatened or kidnapped, like so many children have been. It couldn't have been abuse, dot dot dot, right? During this time, a close family member had passed away, and I was experiencing issues with my boyfriend. I had fallen into a dreadful depression and had picked up a pretty serious drinking problem. One night, in a fit of anger, confusion, and drunken stupidity, I thought it would be a great idea to track Ernest down on Facebook and message him, so I did and I demanded an apology. Surprisingly, he replied instantly. And still drunk, I agreed to meet up with him in person the same week to discuss our past together. The agreed-upon day approached way too quickly, and I was in an emotional mess due to needing to quit my job the same day in relation to the issue listed above. I was devastated, nervous, hurt, lost, excited. We organized to meet up in a public park close to the theater he was currently working at, and I was so anxious I could vomit. I spotted him a dozen meters away, and suddenly the anxiety settled. We greeted each other in a very professional and serious manner. During our talk, Ernest never put a finger on me. He always waited for me to finish speaking first before responding. I never got defensive or raised his voice whenever I did. He was calm and respectful. His apology was heartfelt he admitted that the relationship we had was wrong, and he was wrong for ever letting it continue the way it had. I was starting to ease up, and began to feel more comfortable in his presence. Our conversation became a little more light-hearted, and he started explaining his side of the story, and why he had ever let himself become attracted to a minor. Not saying it was a valid excuse, but his reasoning got rid of any belief I had previously had about him doing it to hurt or use me. He had genuinely cared and had strong feelings towards me. Honestly, that probably makes it worse and even more fucked up. By the end of the meeting, we were joking around and laughing like the old friends we were. We ended up spending a good few hours catching up and exchanged phone numbers. We met up a few times after this and he took me out to the yeah, yeah. You know, let me fast forward because I got like 18 minutes. Basically, she says they fuck again. Um, <clears throat> she's a drunken mess now. Still, uh, and you know they 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 fuck their fuck buddies. You know Uh, she's in love. I think he has feelings too. Whatever, Uh, and basically she's in a mess, right? You know. Uh, Oh yeah, and then there was a situation where they were having drunken sex, and shit got a little bit uh, violently sexual i don't know uh she doesn't really say whether it was like no 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 it's it was she was drunk she was she was yeah she was drunk as fuck so it was rape uh technically yeah technically yeah that would be rape. but i mean like uh, no there's no buts about it that it was right yeah uh no twice twice there it is twice yeah okay so let's go to the end and and uh When I was a kid, we were friends first, lovers second, and it's much the same now. But that's the problem. I was a kid. Oh yeah, I was a kid. Any advice is greatly appreciated. I know logically this man is a criminal, but I can't imagine life without him. Yeah. Uh, We don't live together, but I'm currently studying at art college near his work, and we meet up frequently. And I often stay the night at his apartment. Alright, now... Since so I got 17 minutes, let's. This is a deep topic. Uh, if anybody is listening at any point in time, please comment your thoughts uh, and your position on it. Obviously, it's really wrong, but you know, I think I'm going to put in a something that a lot of people don't think about. I had something to say. Let me read that for you. See, It's all about meanings, right? That's why she's posting it on here. There's that pain in her heart and there's the war in her mind. <clears throat> Remember, like I was explaining earlier, how I had uh applied the meanings of others and stuff. Generally that can get us even more lost. So I try to decipher things from my own self. I think everybody should, and be strong enough from the level of uh just your individual to interpret meaning. Okay, so I go in and I say you are searching for Meaning, meaning in quotation marks. This is the first responsible thing I could say here. Recognize first, we each create our own meaning, and always have. That's the reason you're posting this. Because you have a battle within you, one you can't see, but you feel every inch of ground won or lost. The heart, it hurts, doesn't it? Love is love. Now, of course, people here on Reddit are also eager to establish their meanings over your life and over your soul. This is the art of magic, black or white, and is the first thing Adam did when he was created. He started labeling shit. Think about that. (laughs) You want logic based on your meanings to harmonize with your heart and how you feel, but that is impossible. Especially when the logic is based on a system of human. Love is love period. But we've lost ourselves in our human logic, and our human logic is ugly. It is disgusting. And in our use of it, we append others as ugly and disgusting. And in those dynamics, we harm each other in ugly and disgusting ways. We find excuses in every corner of our cowardice in order to perpetuate it. We do this in order to not love, to claim we don't deserve God's love, and to earn our undeservingness of love. Let me state some facts, and I welcome all debate here. Facts. 1. Every person here who casted condemnation onto the post-author or her lover is choosing action which only creates more perpetuation. For as we condemn and blame anything, we choose its perpetuation. This is universal, and I dare you to apply this law to anything. Debate the universe in it yourself. You will lose and be shown as a hypocrite. Watch. You will see. As I condemn those who condemned, more will come to attack me now, as I am choosing to perpetuate by blending them. Look what happened to Jesus. The science and psychological effect speaks for itself. Two. The only way to solve any issue is at the root, which takes empathy and acceptance. Drop the ideas and labels. Yes, I am taking a stance for the pedophile. This does not mean it's okay to do. It means I'm mature enough to actually authentically approach the manner in the true way that cures wounds. Attention, care, and acceptance of the matter. Any who failed to do so maturely are just as disgusting in that they choose to perpetuate it. Whether in denial of it or not, it does not matter. The science and history speaks for itself. 3. Reddit is full of idiots. This is true. I'd say it's, even, it's, it's, it's not even opinion. Nope, that's a fact as factual can be. This is still me writing. Take all of the comments of those condemning here, line them up, read the emotions and hypocrisy in the matter, I said all of them are actually choosing to perpetuate pedophilia, and append a label on them now written as, the voices of demons. I'm trying to reiterate that. Let's emphasize that. The voices of demons. Ah, it all makes sense now, doesn't it? Now then, a prayer. To those who claim to be Christian, in Jesus Christ's name, may we may all who choose hate and to be demonic and twisted in their hearts go to hell. May they only redeem themselves through the ways you taught avidly and have been ignored by Christians in them, the ways of forgiveness, loving another as self, and compassion. Amen. To those who would be more of the spiritual New Age type, May harmony and self-awakening through empathy and connection to all that is find its way to all of us here throughout the pathways of the specific things we lack empathy towards, in all manners, karmically. And to those who have no spiritual belief, may all of us humble ourselves to where we are wrong, so that we may gain higher understanding and higher awareness which is the thing only found each time we humble ourselves enough to see where we're wrong. Since we all know that, sometimes we do and say ugly things. And sometimes, most of the time, we harm innocent people because of our ugly thoughts. Now personally, I like to say that all are innocent, but anyway, that's another talk. So But those emotions are our own, and since they cannot be forced to be understood by another, we also must acknowledge that we cannot assume the understandings of emotions of another. This would be hypocrisy. And the exact natures of evil that David Hume wrote about. Every time we look at evil, it is due to stupidity of ours such as this. And so in an attempt towards authenticity, and in claiming our own desire to live in a better world without evil acts, We choose maturely to take the course of action that does not perpetuate it. All of that said, Love is love. Do as you will. Choose as you will. Label whatever meanings you have from the past, good or bad, as you will. You write your own story, and you better. Most of these demonic-minded ingrates would do it for you if allowed. And your story would come out sounding horrid and tasting to the tongue just as their souls. I suggest writing it with a sense of heart and compassion. You will find that your darkness of drinking comes from the appended labels of your life echoing of the meaning society has handed to you. They hurt, don't they? Pinned to your heart and sense of character. They hurt because your heart knows they are lies. Rewrite the story again. This time with an eye for a sense of humor, remorse, compassion, understanding. And an eye that sees the silver lining in every moment. And you will find that your story is beautiful and can have a beautiful ending. But obviously, if you let demonic-minded read it for you, it would never be able to have any beauty at all. And that's true, right? That's true. You see, you could read... You just you know, uh, you could read all the uh, the voice, the voice in the whole thing, as the let's just call it the uh, hive mind, all right? As the hive mind, all reverberates the same echo of claim and judgment. Well, that would be that would be hell. That's the voice of demons. Now at this point, it really doesn't matter if I'm talking about metaphorically, you know, that's like a symbol, or if it's just, you know, if I'm saying literal, it doesn't really matter because the effect is the same. You realize that. You know, I mean, people could argue, oh, this is that, you know, it doesn't matter when the effect is the same, right? That's why I like to say that it doesn't matter if Jesus even existed. He could have not existed. The real goal is to gain the wisdom from what he taught I've learned things from watching the cartoon Naruto, you know, and reading the manga. And they are very true things. Things that are emotional wisdom and truths. It doesn't take it having to be real for me to gain that. Now let's talk about the demon stuff again, right? You see, what I was trying to do, and now this is a lot different than the approach everybody else was coming at, because let's read some of the other stuff. Uh, somebody says one of these, uh, uh where, let's go to the top. Right. People are saying things like, uh, this man is using you. He knows he can get away with it. Uh, oh, he had every intent, you know, uh, stop talking. It'll get worse. There's no relationship. Demand in a position of power and trust you know, blame, you know, a lot of stuff, right you know, of course, of course, naturally, right and it's not saying that it's a bad thing because technically, you've got to watch out, there's motherfuckers out there, right you know, all right here, this person says, uh uh, yada." yada so odd thinking about it's grooming well, you know, okay, there's a lot of blame, I don't want to fill your head with that shit you know, there's a lot of, and of course there is, naturally right, because it's a horrible topic and it's a horrible shit it is. It really is. Now, let me tell you why she became an alcoholic. It's because these echoes of demonic words and blame are, have been since, obviously, since he got arrested and society, uh, told her how to feel. She has been in torment. He has been in torment. Now, both of them have had to live with these demonic voices in their heads. Whether we're talking about the echoes of the subconscious mind being a just a psychological factor or a spiritual factor is irrelevant. The effects are all the same. Now they're being tortured with it. they're hurting from it. It's destroying their lives. and anybody could see clearly that this is the exact essence and nature that happens to a lot of people, all of us, really, at some level or another. Many of us are losing the battle because people blame, people accuse. Nobody accepts each other because of their judgments upon one another. Jesus Christ loved all. Now, if it was a, even if it was a, a comic book or a fake story, it doesn't matter because if you realize we can choose that too, and as we choose that, we do not release evil acts into the world. We do not say evil about others to the world. We do not do things out of fear. In the dark. I suppose there's always a level, right? As uh, Carl Jung explained the shadow effect, right? Talking about the shadow, we talked about how the ego uh, has a kind of way Where when you try to do good or be good, you end up falling and becoming evil. Or if you try to be evil, you end up seeing the folly and you end up becoming good. And it's just like a lot of uh, swamis say nowadays, we're all balancing in between. That's a very centered thing to say. And I believe that same thing too. Because there's no good or bad you listen to it as the tone right you see these people on reddit now this is with any kind of thing like this right what they're doing is they're echoing back the same inner demons that she already has and she already suffers and they're kind of reaffirming it for themselves to oh look this is these demons are a factor in this uh shit exists right you know but that's the thing too don't they perpetuate it through that you know if anything they're only uh making the social aspect of the womb the, the womb uh sorry the wound uh fester it doesn't heal anything at all and telling her what to do with her life Sure, you know, I mean, it might uh, coddle her ego and make her ego and mind, uh, which is already the problem, uh, you know, temporarily feel better. But what about the heart? The heart is the one trying to say the truth, which is that the heart just loves. That's that. Putting more conditions over it, no matter the aspects, will always lead to pain and suffering. Because as we seek awareness and we seek the truth it hurts to take the conditions off and face it. Because then we feel shame. This is default. That's why we have to humble ourselves to gain a higher awareness because it's our belief structure that's wrong at every level. The truth is always there. It's within us. We just deny it. It doesn't take a book. It doesn't take a teacher. It doesn't take anything to realize the truth. It just takes looking within. And that takes acceptance, forgiveness, love, compassion, and balance. Well, I hope we can all uh, take this episode and hope you guys got a good amount of emotional wisdom from it. I'm going to bounce out now. Hope you have a good one. God bless. On a Something like a, like a symbol Something like a symbol Something like a symbol Ain't that a hype, yes That's such a cool hype. I love it You know I talked to the dude This is the coolest dude ever He's got a picture of a that's on all the shit You know uh, some uh, cat from the East Coast actually. I was surprised. Cause hyphy is the West Coast thing. You know. This guy makes hyphen meats Like no other. JK on the track or on the meat Or something, yeah, down the truck. Yeah. It's a cool cat. I got him making a few for me.